Matt actually, he got to speak last week, um, and he spoke about, Matthew spoke about being, um, how you respond to, the outcome of the child response determine, no, Matt, I listened to you, I love you, um, I did this first service too, I get mixed up, so the outcome of the trial depends on how you react to the trial, yes, okay, yes, so um, we're going to be, there's this saying in Cambodia that they taught me, and it's, it goes same, same, but different, so my message today is going to be the same, same, but different, okay, so just a warning, so yes, um, speaking of uh, same, who in here loves to shop? Are there any shoppers in here? Don't be mock. Come on, y'all. There's like four hands. I know y'all are lying. The Lord knows your heart, y'all. Don't be lying up in here. I'm just, I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah, so any shop, hold on, I'm going to close. So any shoppers, so, sorry, I put my papers out of order. I forgot to put them back. Uh, Okay, there we go. Okay, so shoppers. Um, You know, there's like always those stores that like you can go into and you come out more than what you went in with, right? You know, like Target and Costco, you go in for certain things, but you go in with the goal. So I never go to Costco just to look around. I go to Costco because we need diapers or wipes or milk, right? And then we walk out with $200 worth of stuff. I mean, that, that happens in, in Target too. You know, I go in with the goal, I come out with more. But there's like certain stores that I go into with no agenda, no plan. I'm just like, oh, let me just, let me just stop by Ross, you know? see what's going on or um so for me the the stores are ross marshall's and tj maxx you can kind of throw in home goods in there too so they're i think they're all related anyways they're all like the same people um but so so um yeah i can go in there and i'm just spend like an hour or two and i can literally go through every single aisle like i don't need shoes but i i just bought some shoes for now but i um i'll go through because you never know what they're gonna have it's not like target where you know what they're gonna have ross marshall's uh tj maxx like you go in there and like oh they got nike i bought some air maxes from there for cheap they were cheap and i was like what you know and you go through and like i'll just go through the the aisles and i wander aimlessly and i don't know if you guys can relate to that but that's me those are those stores for me um for matt matt's a little different matt's store is gamestop so he can go into GameStop and just wander the aisles and he's looking for a game and probably reading the back and he doesn't ask for help. He just, you know, he thinks he knows what he's doing. He actually admitted this to me. So he goes in, he doesn't ask for help. He tries to do it on his own and he ends up spending way more, like heck of time in there instead of just asking for help. I think that's a guy thing. I don't know. Um, but yeah, but I feel like that can be some of us in our walk or in our faith 
We can be wanderers. We have no agenda. We have no purpose. There's no goal. We just wander around in circles, and we end up like stuck in a desert. Or we call this place a desert, right? And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the desert. I thought that was Levi. I was like, what? Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about the desert. And so how, oh yeah. how many of you guys feel like you've gone through a desert time in your life or in your walk? You? Okay. okay. Most of us. And if not most of us, probably all of us. And if you haven't yet, you probably will sooner or later in your walk feel like you're going through this desert place. And basically, for me, what that place is, is um, a place of you just feel dry, you feel empty, you feel like, man, I'm not hearing from God, or God's not speaking in this season, or I feel lost. Like, what's the point of my faith? You just feel like there's no connection between you and God, and you feel like you're in this dry, barren land. And that's what we have termed the desert, right? And so my question today that I want to tackle with you guys is, how do we get through the desert but still come out bearing fruit? Okay, how do we get through the desert but still come out bearing fruit? Well, we're going to answer that by going into our Bibles. So if you have your... Uh, if you need a Bible, actually, can you raise your hand? We have ushers in the back who would be willing to um, hand out Bibles. We have a few or a couple um, that need some Bibles. And if you have your Bible, uh, I'll be reading out a New Living Translation. But uh, if you can open up to um, Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17. We'll be starting in verse 5. I'll give you a few minutes. Again, that is Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah is in the Old Testament. And we'll be starting from verse 5. You guys there? You guys ready? Amen? Amen. Okay. Ooh, that was a good one, Mons. Amen. I heard that. <laughs> okay, so verse 5, it says, This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength, and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited, salty land. We're going to stop there. So it's talking about putting our trust in man. Our putting our trust in ourselves and our trust in man, right? And for me, like, um, this passage reminds me of um, my son. It reminds me of Levi. So Levi, he's like... Um, he just turned one. Uh, he just started walking. He like he'd rather crawl, but he can walk. You know, he's in that stage, and um, he he doesn't really know how to get off the couch yet. Um, so like he'll we'll be chilling on the couch. He sees his toys are there, and he knows that all he has to do is get to his toys. He has a goal in mind, right? 
So what he does is he'll actually just start crawling and go off the couch head first, right? And um, I think it's like a parent instinct because we're always like grab onto his ankle, you know, like right before he actually heads down. Um, but um, that's how he gets down. He, he's learning slowly that like to turn and, you know, you know how babies do that little thing and they <laughs> to crawl down from stuff? <laughs> um, so he's learning that. But he, as of right now, like he doesn't know what's best for him. He just sees what he wants and he goes after it without considering consequence or considering what's going or what's best for him, right? And I feel like uh, we can be like that in our faith. Um, it's easy for us to just go for the solution that we see, right? But it's difficult for us to wait and to trust in something that we don't see. And so I think that is because man or things, they're, they're there. We can touch them. Uh, it brings instant gratification. Like when he gets to his toys, he's like, if you guys know my son, like he loves me. He loves music, he loves drumming, he gets there and he's all happy. He doesn't care how he got there, he doesn't care if he cried on his way, he just cares that he got there, right? And so I feel like that, again, can be like us, like we, um, we can't first see what's, what's the best for us, we can't see what's good, we just trust in our own strength to get what we want, you know? And um, it's easy to trust in those things that bring instant gratification or things that bring instant comfort. And if we're honest with ourselves, it's easier to trust in man than it is in God sometimes, especially in times of trial or in times of where we feel dry or in times of the desert. We can tend to put our trust in man. And when we're going through those things, our first instinct sometimes is not run to God but it's to rely on our own wisdom and rely on our own strength, right? So once we begin to put our trust in ourselves or in man, um, when we're in trials, our hearts gradually turn away from God, like the scripture says here, that their hearts turn away from the Lord because we're not trusting in the Lord, we're trusting in ourselves and we're trusting in men. And see, we, we can't even rely on like, on like church to fill us up. I can't rely on uh, my pastor to fill me up. I can't rely on my mentor to fill me up. Um, and it's almost like an oxymoron because um, when we start to go through a trial, you f we feel like we're turning away from God or we don't hear him or we're in this dry place. Um, our, some of us can tend to start to isolate ourselves, right? But that's probably the worst thing you can do is you don't want to isolate yourself because we need community. We're made for community. But see, we have to be careful we have to be careful in that we're not relying on our community. I can't put my full trust in Nico. See, Nico, our pastor, he is a great pastor. He gives a great word. He knows the Bible, man. It's, it's cool to hear his, his uh, sermons. Like, he knows the Bible. And, 
and they're great, and it's awesome, and it's a good word. But I can't rely on his word to sustain me or to fill me. I can be encouraged, but when I go home, guess what? I'm still in the desert. His word didn't pull me out. It's, it can encourage me, but it's not going to sustain me. It doesn't fulfill me. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? We can't rely on the church. You can't rely on man to get you out. So if you take a look at verse 6 really quick, um, it says that they are like stunted shrubs in the desert. And I went to Google, and I Googled definition of stunted. And Google says that it means having been prevented from growing or developing properly. The word says they are like stunted shrubs with no hope for the future. If we put our hope in man, we are like stunted shrubs. We will be prevented from growing. We will, (laughs) sorry, I lost my place. We will be prevented from growing and we have no hope for the future. We will become wanderers, wanderers in the desert because Guess what? Sorry. What the heck? Um, man cannot fill you. You can't rely on man. They can encourage you. I love my mentor. <laughs> she, um, I, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, like, she is a prayer warrior, and she, like, it's been cool. She's going, sorry, I'm going to tell your story a little bit. <laughs> she's going through this like 40 day prayer thing and she's been praying for like me specifically and Shalala specifically. And it's crazy because when things happen, she'll like send us a um, picture of what she's been praying about. And it's what she's been praying about came to light or came to fruition. Does that make sense? So it's pretty cool. Like it's awesome. And I love it. If you don't have a mentor, get you a mentor. But Marjorie cannot save me. Marjorie cannot pull me through the desert. She can try, but it's my own. It's it's up to me and my own pursuit with the Lord. I can try to hang on to her coattail, you know, um, but I cannot rely on her. I cannot rely on her. I cannot rely in man alone. And um, I think I use this example in like every time I preach. Um, But it's the example of the Israelites and how they um, wandered through the desert for 40 years. Um, And through the 40 years, they gradually started putting their hope and trust in other things besides God. They started making idols. They started putting their hope and trust in each other and these, and these idols because they wanted that instant gratification. They wanted to be um, taken out of this place and they thought that, man, if, God, if God's not doing it, I'm going to put my trust in something else. But it's crazy to think because literally God through Moses like split the Red Sea. So could you imagine like walking through the Red Sea like, you know, God... Like Moses, I don't. I I can imagine. I mean, the Prince of Egypt is what I imagine. I think Nico used that 
before. And so you're walking. I mean, I don't know. You're probably seeing like whales and sharks. I don't know. There's probably crazy critters on the floor and you're walking through. And you're like, wow, God made a way. God made a way for us to get out of slavery, for us to have freedom. And then within the 40 years, you're worshiping another idol. It's like crazy, right? But I have to know that I'm not far off than the Israel, that far off than the Israelites, because often we forget where God has brought us out of. And we still continue to put our trust in ourselves, in our own strength, in other things, in men. And how easy it is for us to forget what God has done. And we become stunted in our growth. And we become wanderers in the forest or in the desert. Or the forest, too. (laughs) Depends your analogy. I don't know. Wilderness, forest. Um, So how do we... How do we refrain from doing that? Maybe that's you. Maybe you're in the desert and you're like, okay, cool. Like, I get it. I, I, I'm where you're saying, but how do I get out of it? Great question. So we are going to look at verse 7. So it's the same uh, Jeremiah chapter 17. We're just going to go on to the next verse, verse 7, okay? And it says, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat. Again, I'm going to read that again. They are like trees planted along the riverbanks with roots that run deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat. I think I do hear my son, sorry. <laughs> um, and they, not only are they not bothered by heat, but they are, not, they are not worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green, and they never stop producing fruit. I don't know why I've never seen or paid attention to this verse before, but I don't know about you, but this is how I want my time in the desert to look like. I don't want to have to, you know, I don't want to have to try to, um, or dry up. We don't have to like wither away. Like we can stay green. Our, we don't, our leaves don't have to wither and dry. It says that their leaves stay green. Sorry, I lost my place again. Okay, so if you look at the contrast of trusting in man and trusting in God, trusting in the flesh, which is man, if you trust in the flesh, you're, it can lead to your heart being parched. Parched is like thirsty, like I'm pretty parched right now. <laughs> like I'm thirsty. Or it can lead to a thirst that will never be quenched, right? If you put our trust in the flesh, if we put our trust in, the, in man, but when we put our trust in the Lord, when we put our hope in the Lord, when we put our confidence in the Lord, 
if we do what the word says, if we do what the Bible says, and be like the trees, we will be like the trees whose roots are rooted deep into the water. And if our roots run deep into the water, guess what? In the middle of the drought, you will not go dry. You will not go dry. Your leaves will stay green. And just because you won't go dry does not mean you will not go through the desert. Because you're going to go through the desert, right? Jesus went to, the, went to the desert. The Holy Spirit led him there, right, to be tempted. But he never gave into sin. He never gave into temptation. We're going to go through the desert. You know, it's just... And just because we're there, though, just because you're in that dry place, it doesn't mean that you have to suffer from starvation of your faith or, um, or you don't have to die of thirst from your faith. Does that make sense? You don't have to shrivel up and die. And so the difference between trusting in flesh and trusting in God is not necessarily the location of the desert, but it's the quality of your life within the desert. Okay? It's the quality of your life. That's the difference between trusting in God and trusting in man. You can be a wanderer, have no hope for the future, or you can trust in the Lord and have a future. <laughs> I don't know, that sounded good. Um, so it's thriving. You're thriving in the desert. You're not just surviving. You're not just surviving. And so um, last night we, like, we watched a, a USC fight. And I don't know if, like, I don't know if, like, everyone in here agrees with that. But we did. Um, <laughs> And so I don't even know if, like, Lord, I hope that's okay, you know. Um, but we watched a USC fight, and it was like a championship fight. It was like pay-per-view, and uh, it was the champion, like um, John Bones Jones, and he was fighting this, I don't even know the other guy's name, something. Um, and uh, it's supposed to be this really good fight, right? Um, so to me, the fight was kind of boring because... Like, even though the, the champion, um, John Bones Jones, like, he was beating him up, it was very technical, you know? It was like, for me, it was boring. Someone like maybe Dominic Boutain, who likes that kind of stuff, he was like, man, this is a good fight. For me, I'm like, ah, uh, I'd rather see someone get knocked out. <laughs> or, you know, like, I'd rather see someone um, get put in a chokehold or a leg, a leg thing, you know, and they have to tap out. You know, that's the kind of fight I want to see. It's, like, exciting, you know? Um, but in the middle, it was, like, the end of the third round. And it's only out of five rounds. It was, like, the end of the third round. And um, the announcer, Joe Rogan, was like, oh, man, he's going into survival mode. Like, and he was like, he's, he's not, he knows he's not going to win the fight. His goal is to just survive. Just survive until that last bell rings in the fifth round so he can, you know, make it to the end of the fight. And I was like, man, how many of us go into survival mode? When you, you feel like, man, I ain't winning. I'm just going to survive. I just need to survive. I'm just going to scrape by. I'm just going to let myself get beat up, you know, by the enemy and, and by myself and, and still put my, my trust in myself. And I'm just going to survive. 
But I don't, I don't believe that that's the, the, I don't believe that's what God wants for our life. I keep spitting. Oh my gosh. I don't believe that that's God's purpose for our life. He doesn't want us just to survive or just to scrape by. He's like, man, I want you to live. Even in the hard times, I want you to live. I want you to thrive, right? And what is the answer? How do we thrive in the desert? John 6, 35, you don't have to turn there. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. You want to know how to survive on the desert? By the bread of life. See, we should be feasting on God's word. The bread of life is God's word. So what are you feeding yourself when you're in that barren land? What are you thriving on? What is, what is your meal? What, should, what are you eating? I love to eat, so especially right now. Like, what, if, what am I eating right now? You know, am I eating a good meal? Or am I eating appetizers on my phone, on Instagram? You know? Am I eating? What am I eating? What are you feeding yourself during this time? See, and I have to remind myself. I have to remind myself because I have to make sure that when I'm saying things like, I'm in a dry season, and I'm not hearing from God right now. God's quiet. He's not speaking to me. I have to make sure that I'm really not saying I'm not in God's word. Because guess what? God has spoken. This is God's word. Oh, my God. I don't know why I'm crying. I didn't cry in first service. Uh, this is God's word. This is what we feast on. This is the bread of life. And am I relying on my own strength to hear from the Lord? Even though it's a good thing, like, yeah, I, oh my gosh, I want to hear from the Lord. Like, yeah, that's good, but I'm relying on myself and my own ability. What if God's saying, man, stop relying on yourself and rely on me? Rely on the word of God. This brings life. This brings freedom. God is never quiet. I need to stop saying that. God is never quiet. I might be saying, I'm not having a quiet time. When I'm saying God's quiet, when I'm saying he's not speaking, what am I really saying? And you guys can check me on that. If I tell you guys, man, I'm not hearing the Lord. Are you reading your word? You know? <laughs> um, because we want to be like, the, like what it states in verse 8. When it says, we want to be like the trees that are not bothered by heat or worried by long months of drought. I don't want to be scared of no heat. We're Californians. You should not be scared of a little heat. We know drought, okay? And now we know 
the goodness of God in providing the rain. You never stay in that season. Don't be scared of a little bit of heat, guys. Get out the kitchen. No, I'm just kidding. I don't sound like that, right? <laughs> um, our faith should not be rocked by the desert, but our faith should be strengthened by it. Our leaves can stay green. We don't have to wither away. We can come out still producing fruit, and we can come out of the desert still thriving. And see, church, I'm not, I'm not preaching this because I got this down. I'm preaching this because this is what the Lord spoke to me. I was, um, when I was trying to prepare for this message, like, I was saying those things. God, you're quiet. I was like almost panicking, like, you're not giving me a word. I'm not hearing you. I'm not, like, where are you? Give me something to preach on, you know? Like, what do I do? I can't go in there without nothing to preach on, so what do I do? I just, I try to force a message. Because I'm, I'm reading the book of Daniel, so I'm like, God, you're going to provide a um, you're going to provide a message through the book of Daniel. And I, almost like demanding it, you know, like I know you're going to produce it because that way I don't have to go out of my way, you know, to get a message. It's just going to come to me because I'm spiritual, you know. <laughs> but um, that's, not, that's not what happened. I try to force together this message and um, I pitched it to Matt, right? And he's like, <laughs> now looking back, like, I know he was trying to be nice. He was like, um, uh, you guys know Matt, like, uh, like, yeah, well, what's your point? And I'm like, um, I'm like, well, I'm trying to say this. And he's like, okay, yeah, well, um, how are you going to say it? And I was like, I don't know. I'm asking you, you know? And he's like, um, well, what's your sticky statement? And I'm like, pride. I don't know. I have no idea. You know, I, I was trying to force this message and I kind of just took a step back, and instead of forcing it, I had a quiet time. And it was through the quiet time that I came to this verse, and the Lord spoke through this verse to me. And that's why I'm bringing it to you guys, because I don't know what you guys are going through. I don't know your season, but the Lord is speaking. The Lord is speaking, and... I don't want you guys to have to go through what I like. I was like, oh, my panicking, like running around and start. That's what I felt like in my mind. Like, running around, oh, my gosh, I need a message. Lord, provide. You're the provider. You know? And God's like, man, you're not. You're relying in your own self, in your own strength, in your own wisdom. Like, rely on me. When I went to him and I just had a quiet time and went through the book. He spoke to me through these verses. And that's why I'm sharing this with you guys. Not because I have this down, but because this is what he's showing me. This is my own conviction that I'm sharing with you guys. So church, my brothers and my sisters, <laughs> because you guys are my brothers and my sisters, and I want to encourage you guys. Let's, let's be a church who when we fall into these dry times, that we're not saying, oh, he's quiet, or, 
you know, he's not speaking because the reality is God has already spoken. And as a church, as a people, let's eat of the bread of life and never stop believing so that we may never go thirsty. Amen? Amen. Amen.